A new dating app for Democrats offers them a chance to meet delightful, sensual Chinese girls who love to take long walks and share secrets. The app, called Bang Bang Fang Fang, or Bong Bong Fong Fong, is available free to Democrat members of Congress, college professors in the hard sciences, those working in the defense industry, and anyone with a view of the Pentagon and a telescope. An ad for the app says, quote, There are almost 1.4 billion people in China, and even with all the aborted baby girls, that still leaves a lot of hot Asian babes just raring to meet a well-connected Democrat like you. These lonesome, submissive, oriental darlings want to cater to your every whim while you pour out your heart to them about your important work on the House Intelligence Committee or the weapons plant, just to give a couple of random examples. Nothing turns these women on like a real man's man who can understand those complex subjects a mere girl can't comprehend, like engineering or international business legislation or the placement of weapon caches and military installations. Just listen to the ecstatic praise from these satisfied, and we do mean satisfied, customers. Wow, says Congressman Eric Swalwell, if you think Dan Dan Szechuan noodles is a hot Chinese dish, wait till you get a load of the hot Chinese dishes on offer on the Bong Bong Fong Fong dating app. These girls will breach your great wall and make a beeline for your forbidden city if you get my drift. And more than that, they're really good listeners, too. Hunter Biden agrees and says, in the the fast-paced world of high finance, it's important to be able to make connections, and I can really connect with a sweet little Chinese number who is impressed by what an important person I am, especially now. With Bang Bang Fang Fang, I can really make out, even after paying 10% to the big guy. So download the Bang Bang Fang Fang dating app today. It's available wherever Democrats are sold. Trigger warning, I'm Andrew Clavin, and this is The Andrew Clavin Show. I feel hunky-dunky, life is tickety-boo. Birds are winging, also singing, hunky-dunky-dee-doo. Ship-shaped, ipsy-topsy, the world is a bitty zing. It's a wonderful day, hooray, hooray, it makes me want to sing. Oh, hurrah, hooray. Oh, hooray, hooray. All right, we're back. The vast right-wing conspiracy known as Clavenon continues. If you want to be a part of it, go on YouTube and subscribe to the Andrew Claven channel. Uh, it's where you'll get all my material, new stuff that isn't on this show, and all the stuff that's on this show that will be <laughs> hopefully cut from every place else before I am hanged. Uh, but, but leave a comment, and if your comment is the kind of low-level material you just heard, uh, we'll read it on the air as fitting right in. Uh, today we have a comment from John Coe who says, I'm finally signing on to Lord Clavin's crusade to have a small... A smaller audience than CNN. We are working on it. We are working on it as we continue to tell the truth. And you know what Jesus said. He said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall cost you listeners. One one of the great successes of big tech in the last election was the censoring of the Hunter Biden laptop story. For no reason other than the fact they wanted Biden to win and Trump to lose, the mainstream media, joined by weird beard Twitter thug Jack Boot Dorsey, suppressed a well-sourced story 
that suggested Joe Biden was expecting to cash in on his son's lifetime of influence peddling once Joe left office, and maybe he already had cashed in. Among the potential sources of cash flow was a business that was little more than a front for the Chinese Communist Party. According to Media Research Center, the suppression of this story may have contributed a good deal to Joe Biden's victory in the election. In fact, MRC says if more people had known about this, Joe Biden would have lost. If no, if uh, they would have they would have changed their mind, which possibly could have changed the outcome. It should be no surprise that the big tech Orwell boys are encouraged by this exercise in election tampering and anti-American censorship. Now, as we reported yesterday, YouTube is saying they will ban any suggestion that Joe Biden's victory was due to fraud or irregularities. Why are they doing that? Because they can and because they sympathize with the left. The networks have also done their best to bury the story of Eric Swalwell and his possibly dangerous liaison with Chinese spy. I suppose we have to call her Fang Fang, but Fang Fang is just too much funnier. Amazing how much of this commitment to censoring right wing opinion helps the Chinese communists. And this is after years of the NBA, the NFL and Hollywood kowtowing to China and doing their bidding to take in that sweet, sweet cash. The news toadies tell us that those of us who believe in American patriotism, who say American first, who call ourselves nationalists, we're racist because something, something, something. But those who crawl on their bellies like beaten dogs to please the Chinese, the communists who forcibly sterilize women, remove and sell the organs of dissidents, and put religious minorities in concentration camps, the corporations and politicians who toady up to them are somehow the good guys. This is the true face of corruption. People who have sold every value for money, declaring themselves the arbiters of social justice and the right use of speech. This is the true fight of the moment. It's going to be the fight going into the next several years, if not decades. These media companies have to be destroyed and replaced. You know what I worry about? I worry about the fact that because I'm not going out as much as I was before, I'm not driving to work every day. I worry that my car is just going to suddenly go kaput because it's sitting in the garage too much. And this is the time when you do not want that to happen because it's the holidays. You want to get out. You want to go people, go see people. You want to shop. You don't have the time or money to spend on your car, and that's why you want to use CarShield. With CarShield, you won't get stuck with another high repair bill. CarShield offers affordable protection that can save you thousands for covered repairs. Whether your car has 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles, CarShield has a protection plan for everyone. Payments are flexible, and plans are customizable to your exact needs. You can take your car to your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work, and CarShield gets the rest taken care of. Even if your car breaks down while you're traveling, the choice of a repair shop is still up to you. You can drive with confidence, knowing that if anything happens, you're protected. Get coverage today and see why CarShield cars go farther. Visit carshield.com and use code Andrew to save 10%. That's carshield.com, code Andrew to save 10%. carshield.com, Code Andrew, a deductible, may apply. So we're going to go into more about this story that came out yesterday, uh, a story, this story about Hunter Biden. It is absolutely mind boggling uh, because of the censorship. You remember Twitter censored the Hunter Biden uh, laptop story, which has now been revealed to be true news. And we'll look at we're going to take a good look at that. And now YouTube is censoring stories about election fraud, which can only set this story on fire, right? People are just going to believe that if they're being censored, there must be a reason for it. It's not how innocent people behave. So they're saying, YouTube is saying they won't want any video that suggests that the election was tampered with. 
And look, why shouldn't they do that when they've gotten away with they they screwed us over uh, in getting information out during the election? Why shouldn't they continue going forward? They're going to have the support of the Democrat Party. And all the while, you know, we've been hearing about the Russian collusion and that's not going to be censored and all this stuff. And, <laughs> you know, I know a lot of you guys are frustrated with me. I'm joking about it. And, uh, you know, I can't help joking about it because I, I have no choice but to try and tell you what I think the, the truth is. And the truth is that I believe that Joe Biden is going to be the president on January 20th. And I think all of us are beginning to see that this is true now. And all these stories, you know, on Twitter, blue check people, blue check right wingers have been saying, now we've got them and Trump is going to still be president and all this stuff. And people were believing that and were giving money. Uh, you know, they were soliciting money for these legal fights that aren't going anywhere. And the problem for me is that I cannot bang my head against the vastness, and it is vast, the vastness of the left's corruption without trying to tell you the truth, we on the right telling the truth, right? They are living in a fantasy world. And I've talked about the fact again and again that living in that fantasy world is bad for them as well as for the country. And I want us to fight, but I want us to fight to win. And yesterday I had Jenna Ellis on, who I love and I have total respect for her. I know she's a lawyer uh, serving her client and doing a great job at that. But even when we listened to her, if you were listening carefully to what she was saying, she was saying she was fighting to keep the... Uh, our elections honest. She wasn't really promising anybody that Trump was going to remain president. And that's why. And my concern, as I expressed it to Jenna, is my concern is that people, a lot of people will not be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. They're not going to be able to follow this fight and still turn out for the Georgia elections where everything uh, in the next two years is on the line. And that's that's my fear. And it remains my fear because I just don't think that they have proved uh, enough fraud to make the election. I don't think I don't actually believe the election was stolen at the level uh, Trump is claiming it was. I haven't been convinced of that at all. But I, more importantly, it's more important that these lawsuits are just not going to work. And that's what we have to be understand. Andy McCarthy, who I said, Andrew C. McCarthy, he is at the, uh, he's at National Review. And I know a lot of people don't like National Review. And I have problems with him too. But McCarthy has been the gold standard in covering these, this issue because he is just straight down the middle. And he wrote this piece that I just thought this says almost exactly what I think. You know, he's talking about the Texas lawsuits, and now there's 17 states that have signed on to this, and this case is not going anywhere. This is not going to change anything. And McCarthy said this, there's a lot to be said for Texas's complaints as a political polemic. It is true that Democrats labor mightily to undermine election integrity. The only rational reason for that is to make it easier for legally unqualified people to cast ballots and to cast in bulk under the influence of progressive activists, the ballots of people who would not otherwise have voted and whose qualifications may be dubious. It is also true that mail-in voting on a massive scale favored by Democrats creates tremendous potential for fraud. This potential is inevitably realized in at least some fraud when coupled with other policies Democrats aggressively push, e.g. the weakening of identification, signature verification, and witness requirements. It is also true that Democrat-dominated executive officials, courts, and bureaucracies presume broad authority to deviate from the terms of legislatively enacted election laws under the guise of administrating those laws. That's Clavenon. That's the true conspiracy beneath the false conspiracy. That's really what's happening. That's really what has to be fixed. But this doesn't give Texas the right to sue other states. They're not allowed to do that, and they're not allowed to do it at the last minute. Let's look at the real conspiracy, because this thing, this election, 
was rigged right in front of our eyes by the news media. That is true. And one of the ways they did it is by censoring that story. And I want to remind you just how bad it was that the New York Post got a hold of Hunter Biden's laptop from a repair store and said the FBI is investigating this. And Twitter knocked them off Twitter for days and days and days. And when they were when Jack Boot Dorsey was called up before Congress, he said, well, the thing is, we've changed the rule by which we censored them because the rule made no sense. They said we can't we won't get leaked information, even though they ran the New York Times leaked information about uh, Donald Trump's tax returns. They ran that leaked information, but they weren't going to run this leaked information. So they said, well, yes, we changed those terms. But the New York Post violated the terms when the terms were in place. So they have to take down the story and then we'll let them back on because they've obeyed the terms that were in place during the time that they violated the terms. And then they can repost the same story because now those terms have changed. I mean, you know, really, that is living in Franz Kafka and Kafka's the castle. You know, you're just living in this world of, you know, go down to that, uh, go down the hall to that office and he'll send you to this office and that office and then we'll hang you. You know, that's basically what it was. So now. It comes out that, in fact, the FBI is investigating Hunter Biden's business dealings. Here is what uh, the Biden transition team released as a Hunter Biden statement. I learned yesterday for the first time that the... The U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware advised my legal counsel also yesterday that they are investigating my tax affairs. I take this matter very seriously, but I am confident the professional and objective review of these matters will demonstrate that I handled my affairs legally and appropriately, including with the benefit of professional tax advisors. Hunter Biden said in a statement, this is the Biden transition team putting out the statement as Hunter Biden. Now, this is how the mainstream media covered this This is cut 18 says he is being investigated by federal prosecutors in Delaware over his taxes. Now, the specifics of this investigation are unknown, but in a statement, Hunter Biden says he is taking the matter very seriously and is confident that he handled his affairs, quote, legally and appropriately. Sources tonight tell us that this investigation began in 2018, well before Joe Biden launched his candidacy. And the announcement comes as Mr. Biden's son, Hunter Biden, revealed that the U.S. attorney in Delaware is investigating his tax Hunter Biden's admission today that his tax affairs are under investigation comes as CBS News has learned the FBI has been looking into the younger Biden's financial records since 2018. Hunter Biden said it will be proven he acted legally and appropriately, while aides to his father said he is proud of his son, who emerged stronger after enduring vicious personal attacks by Republicans during the campaign. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of him, too. Uh, yeah, who, who wouldn't be proud? I'm proud of Hunter Biden. Uh, and I'm not sure whether it's the illegitimate children or the drug use or the illegal uh, dealings or the influence peddling that makes him what makes him that proud. But who knows? Investigate. This is from CNN, who is now running the story on their website. Investigators have been examining multiple financial issues. It's not just the tax issue. So all that stuff you just heard is true, but it's not the story. The story is that they have been in investigating issues, including whether Hunter Biden and his associates violated tax and money laundering laws and business dealings in foreign countries, principally where? China, according to two people briefed on the probe. There, according to Fox, there may be a grand jury involved. Uh, Hunter is either a target or a subject of that investigation. Sinclair Broadcast Group reported in October, this was also buried, that the FBI had opened a criminal investigation into Hunter Biden. That You remember Tony Bobolinsky, the guy Tucker was interviewing, had that whole show dedicated to him? He was said that he was in 
interviewed by the FBI. He told the Sinclair Broadcast Group and their uh, reporter, James Rosen, formerly of Fox, that he was uh, a subject of the investigation. He, the investigation, they brought him in with like six uh, agents. Here's cut one, Tony Bobolinsky. They do list me as a material witness within the entire FBI on their computer systems. And it was a very cooperative, uh, deep dive into all the facts across that time period. In connection with what were you listed as a material witness? Uh, in connection with the discussion of the Biden family, CFC, and other operations around the world involving other countries. This was, you will remember, a a deal that they were setting up that fell through with a Chinese energy company that was related, that was basically a mask for the Chinese Communist Party. And Bobolinsky says that he met with Joe Biden and Joe Biden knew about this thing and was apparently planning to cash in after, while he was out of office. He was out of office at the time. Here's more from CNN. Just listen closely to this, though. Hints of the investigation emerged after President Donald Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, helped orchestrate news stories centered on a laptop purported to belong to Hunter Biden and said to include his business documents and other personal material. So in other words, the Giuliani story was true. Yeah. Were they using it as oppo material? Sure. But it was true. And they suppressed it. The FBI took possession of the laptop in late 2019, as Giuliani said they did. Um, and that's according to the computer repairman. CNN has previously reported that at least some of the information Giuliani claims come from the laptop appears similar to information that was being shared by others last year in Ukraine. According to one witness who the FBI has approached for information, Giuliani's efforts to dig up dirt on the Bidens in Ukraine last year at the heart of Trump's impeachment. So in other words, this story was the story that Trump was talking to the Ukraine president saying, you know, you ought to find out more about this. And that's what they impeached him for. For, they impeached him for trying to get at the truth of what Hunter Biden was doing. So we <laughs> think about the fantasy world they're living in. Think about the fantasy world the left reporters are creating. Okay, it, it's just a little bit more of this. Investigators appear to be focused on Hunter Biden's business activities connected to China. Some of his business dealings in China are publicly known through interviews and documents released in September. Now, you know, they held off. They held off on this because they don't like to investigate things that might affect an election. But now they're back on it. I just want you. I just want you to pl to play. This thing that uh, MRC, we played some of this at the time. At the time this was going on, Media Research Center put together these uh, montages of the way this was being covered. So first of all, before the evidence fully came out, this is what how the mainstream media covered this. This is cut 19. There is so much speculation out there, and there is zero evidence that Hunter Biden or Joe Biden did anything wrong here. We should note, again, you, you and I have said this in the air many times, there is no evidence that Joe Biden was you know, involved in any wrongdoing. Of course, I want to note that there is no evidence that Joe Biden or Hunter Biden has done anything wrong. I just want to reiterate. And let's be clear for the viewers. There is no evidence Biden did anything wrong. I'll note again because it's important. There is no, I repeat, no. There is no evidence that either Biden did anything illegal. There's been no evidence. There was no evidence. There's no evidence. There is no evidence. There is not an iota of evidence. No, no evidence Biden, Biden did, did anything, anything wrong. wrong. There's really no evidence that Joe Biden did anything wrong. Nobody's ever accused uh, that, I mean, there's no evidence whatsoever that Joe Biden did anything wrong. Got that? Joe Biden did nothing wrong. Hunter Biden did nothing wrong. Okay. Then the information started to come out from the laptop and this is how they covered that. Say this is these are not this is not just MSNBC. This is CNN, this is the networks, this is everybody. And again from our friends at Media Research Center is cut 20. The FBI is now investigating whether those alleged Hunter Biden emails 
are actually connected to a larger foreign intelligence operation. They may be related to a foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence operation. For all we know, these emails are made up. The information found on the laptop may be part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. Described by many intelligence experts as having hallmarks. All the hallmark, hallmarks, rather. All the hallmarks of a Russian. Or Russian. Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. Disinformation campaign. This is a classic example of the right-wing media machine. Is, is that amazing? It's the right-wing media and working with the Russians because the Democrats are working with the Chinese. <laughs> All right. Here's John Ratcliffe, the director of national intelligence. Here he is commenting on those rumors. Cut, cut 21. Don't drag the intelligence community into this. Hunter Biden's laptop is not part of some Russian disinformation campaign. The intelligence community doesn't believe that uh, because there's no intelligence that supports that. I just want to play one last thing because this is now under investigation by the Department of Justice, by the feds. And Hunter Biden, uh, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden made a huge deal of the DOJ in his campaign from his cellar in, with his mask on. This is cut for Biden talking about how he's going to run the Department of Justice. Our Justice Department is going to operate independently on those issues that uh, how to respond to any of that. I'm not going to be telling them what they have to do and don't have to do. I'm not going to be saying go prosecute A, B or C. I'm not going to be telling them. That's not the role. It's not my Justice Department. It's the People's Justice Department. So the persons or persons I pick to run that department are going to be people who are going to have the independent capacity to decide who gets prosecuted and who doesn't. We here at The Andrew Claven Show will be taking bets on whether that continues to be true as they continue to investigate Hunter Biden. So we've got a cool new sponsor, Power XL Air Fryer Grill. You can replace eight kitchen appliances with the Power XL. It's an air fryer, a grill, rotisserie, convection oven, pizza oven, griddle, deep fryer, and toaster oven all in one. The Power XL cooks with hot air, not oil, so you can cook healthier with up to 70% fewer calories from fat. That is excellent. And you can cook for the whole family. It fits over four times more food than a traditional air fryer and cooks much faster to save you time. The secret is the heating elements from above the side and below the grill plate combined with turbo blades that are angled to distribute the heat evenly throughout the entire cooking service. The Power XL Air Fryer comes with a 90-day money-back guarantee. Right now, they have an exclusive offer just for the holiday season. If you go to TryPowerXL.com and use promo code CLAVEN, you'll receive 10% off plus free shipping and a free cookbook. So head to try P-O-W-E-R-X-L dot com and use our promo code Claven one last time for this holiday deal. Try PowerXL dot com and use code Claven. I like the way they tell you how to spell XL. Uh, you know, you know how to spell XL. How do you spell Claven? That's They're what the uh, gosh. <laughs> They're on. It's K-L-A-V-A-N. Now let's move from this. Well, you know, f- first of all, when we see this, when we see this, we we understand that the left created, had the power to create a fantasy world in which Joe Biden was a reasonable alternative to Donald Trump. I mean, today, Morocco made a new peace deal with Israel. I mean, Donald Trump's achievements are unquestionable. The vaccine that he helped, uh, that his program helped create, his his, uh, work creating peace in the Middle East, his work on the economy before the pandemic destroyed it all. 
His achievements are unquestionable. He was voted out of office. People voted against him because of his personality and because of a media disinformation campaign that lasted for four years. Now, the thing about this media disinformation campaign, look, and I'm not I'm not sitting here and saying, oh, it's a big conspiracy with China. It is what I said yesterday, a conspiracy of interests. Let's not forget, okay, NBC is owned, is NBC Universal has massive deals with Chinese information companies, okay? Remember when there was that story about Top Gun, uh, the Top Gun sequel, and Tom Cruise had his leather jacket and they took out um, a, 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 a thing about Taiwan to appease China? Remember, that's Paramount Pictures. That's owned by the same companies as CBS. All these news divisions are part of companies, corporations that have multinational deals with China, right? And here is Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI, talking to Brett Baer about how the FBI is treating China now, because all this talk about Russia, all this time, Russia, as I said at the time, because we always give you tomorrow's news today, Russia, to some degree, is a paper tiger. This is Putin expertly using what's left of his power and what's left of his uh, petroleum you know, money to manipulate Democrats who want to be manipulated so they can hide their corrupt dealings because they're a corrupt party. So here's Christopher Ray, head of the FBI, talking about China uh, to Brett Bear, cut three. There's no country that presents a broader, more comprehensive threat to America's innovation, to our economic security, and to our democratic ideas than China does. Well, the FBI is opening a new counterintelligence investigation that ties back to China every 10 hours. And that's just sort of the tip of the iceberg. Every 10 hours, they open a new... It's like, I mean, that, that's an unbelievable stat. Every 10 hours, they're opening a new investigation into Chinese intelligence. That's who's spying on us. That's who's corrupting us. That's who's manipulating us. And they don't care who wins the election as long as they get rid of Donald Trump. If you want to, you know, we saw that professor yesterday talking about the fact they can't fix Trump. Well, they fixed him good with the help of NBC, who has deals with China, and CBS, who obviously kowtows to China. All these people... And again, it's not it's not that each one of these people is corrupt or is getting a check in the mail from China. That's not the way it works. It works by people operating on their interests, right? So I, if I have a business and I'm do, making money with China, I don't hire some guy whose mission in life is to expose Chinese intelligence. That's not what I do. I hire somebody who loves Democrats because then I'm going to be fine. Then China's not going to be exposed. So now Eric Swalwell, back to Fang Fang and Fart Boy, Eric Swalwell uh, is now on the dime because he was apparently, uh, allegedly, let's say, he was bang-banging fang-fang. And, <laughs> and, and he says, well, it's all over. This is, you know, some, this is all in the past uh, because the, the FBI gave him a defensive briefing and he cut all ties with her. This is cut two. Just over six years ago, I was told about this individual. And then I offered to help, uh, and I did help. And I was thanked uh, by the FBI uh, for my help, and that person is no longer in the country. Now, there is one story. This is, uh, you know, unconfirmed intelligence uh, sources saying that, in fact, he tipped her off to blow town, that, in fact, he tipped her off to blow town. So now he's got a new story and he knows who he's talking to. He knows he's talking to a media that wants to cover up for Democrats. They're a little bit relaxed now because they've won the election because they got Biden in. They got rid of the evil Donald Trump. So they're a little bit relaxed now. But he knows exactly how to play him. And so this is the story he tells about why this story has broken now. This is a uh, cut tent. The wrongdoing here, Jim, is that at the same time this story was being leaked out, 
is the time that I was working on impeachment on the House Intelligence and Judiciary Committees. And if this is a country where people who criticize the president are going to have law enforcement information weaponized against them, that's not a country that any of us want to live in. And I, I hope it is investigated as to who leaked this information. Yeah. <laughs> well, why wouldn't he say, you know, this is, I've always said this, this is the standard SOP. This is standard operating procedure. When there's a scandal on the right, the scandal is the scandal. When there's a scandal on the left, the scandal is who leaked the information. So Swalwell knows exactly who he's talking to. He knows exactly what to say. Unfortunately for him, Jonathan Swan, the guy who runs Axios, and he's, you know, Axios uh, slants left uh, to me. There's no question about it that it slants left. But Swan is often on the Brett Baer show. He's a good reporter. He obviously has big sources on Capitol Hill. And this was his reaction to Swalwell's charges as a cut nine. Use your common sense. Um, even Swallow acknowledges that uh, he first found out Axios was on this in 2019. My, I know my colleague, his timeline's wrong. He says July 2019. It's not July, but she's been working on this for more than a year. So just anyone who has any passing uh, understanding of how Trump world works, do we really think that they put out some opposition research and then patiently wait a year beyond an election for, for the for the very well-respected China correspondent to, to report it out in a nuanced fashion? I mean, give me a break. It's completely absurd. It is completely absurd. In fact, it raises the question why Axios didn't run this story during the election. I mean, that's a, that is actually the question. Why did this come out? Did they really not have it until two weeks after the election? Is that the case? You know, I mean, it, it, it's absurd that uh, they that they were trying to serve Trump when if they had been trying to help Trump, they would have done it uh before the election instead of covering it all up. I mean, this is all, you know, the thing about this is, <laughs> it, I, I am so sympathetic to people who develop conspiracy theories because of the information crisis we're going through, because there's so little information. And because in some sense, it is all unified. It is not people, you know, it's not smirsh. It's not, it's not like the James Bond villain sitting at a long table in the room. And if anybody objects, his chair explodes and the guy disappears into the cellar. That's not what it's like. It's simply a conspiracy of interest where each person is following his own interests. But it does become all one story because China is is the one place where they actually do have a conspiracy. China is trying to infiltrate our country, take over our country, and appeal to people with globalist sympathies that they are the place to go for banking. They're the place to go for for uh, intellectual property. All you have to do is share your intellectual property with China, and you'll make uh, so much money because they have so many people. They're using the power of their population to give money to these companies and these companies want money. And this is why I'm always uh, complaining about Ayn Rand. If all you think about is profits, if all you think about is capitalism, you're not going to be thinking about some other important things like liberty, like patriotism, like all the things that, uh, all the moral things that really matter. All of this stuff, all of the true morality is buried under this social justice garbage, like NASDAQ saying, we're going to force people, we're going to pressure people into hiring minorities. That doesn't matter a damn if you're dealing with China and selling out your country's interests and selling out the interests of all people, because freedom is good for all people if you're selling out the interests of liberty to make a profit in China. that You've got to start with the values. And, you know, Devin Nunes is talking about Swalwell uh, as being one of the key uh, sellers 
of the Russian collusion hoax, and it was a hoax. It was a complete non-story. Uh, and here's De Devin Nunes talking about um, Swalwell during that time. The answers so far that we're seeing out of, uh, out of Swalwell, uh, who ran around, let's not forget, for four years, uh, accusing everyone of being Russian agents. Uh, let's not forget, he was a, what I call a P-tape truther. He was promoting the dossier, the Steele dossier that involved supposedly Donald Trump and prostitutes and all this stuff. Well, the whole time he knew uh, that he had some some of his own issues. I think we have a situation of the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, I mean, Kayleigh McEnany said all this time we heard it was the Republicans and the Russians, but it was really the Democrats and the Chinese. And that's exactly right. So it is, you know, it, it has this kind of... Uh, Unity. The story has this kind of unity. They were impeaching Trump over the Ukraine when what Trump was trying to do was get to the Ukraine to investigate the deal, the Biden family dealings in China, which, in fact, were under investigation by the FBI and needed to be investigated by the FBI. And the FBI kind of stood down during the election, which is not something I wholly disapprove of. I mean, I know we want them to do that, but but the FBI has a policy. The DOJ has a policy. Don't have an investigations that are going to affect an election because you don't know where the investigations are going to turn out. You know, you don't know what they're going to be. So the the charges themselves are damning and you don't want that to happen. I have sympathy with that. But now you've got this guy Swalwell, who's on the Intelligence Committee, and Kevin McCarthy, the minority leader in the House, you know, he's saying that's got to stop. It's cut 11. This is a national security threat. The, the Intel Committee does not meet in normal chambers. They meet in what is called a skiff to protect from people listening in on what they're talking about. They're getting secrets that other members of Congress never are able to see. And now we have Eric Swalwell, who has been swindled by the, by the Chinese. But what's even more interesting here is, why did he attack the American director of intelligence, John Radcliffe's report, talking about the expansion of China spying throughout? He attacked— Last week. Just last week, he attacked the director, John Radcliffe, defending China. Yeah. This man should not be in the Intel Committee. He's jeopardizing national security. This is the real story. The real story is the press lying, the Democrats corrupt, the Democrats dealings with China, which need to be investigated, the press covering that up. That's the real story. And that's the real way we've been swindled right in front of our eyes. And that's the things we're going to have to start looking into. And that's why we need a press that will do those investigations where the mainstream media press will not. Well, at this point, I want you to know that my bed is virtually a MyPillow construction. I've got a MyPillow MyPillow. I've got a MyPillow my sheets. I've got a MyPillow riser on the bed. I am now the most comfortable person lying awake all night that there is. Now, some of you, okay, some of you may want to be comfortable while you're sleeping. Weaklings, I want to be comfortable while I'm lying awake, pondering the universe, while I'm reading, while I'm doing all the things I do instead of sleeping. Mike Glendale's MyPillow are so comfortable. If you don't have one or you know someone who doesn't, now is the time because for a limited time, Mike is offering his premium My Pillow, the one that started it all for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen size premium My Pillow regularly $69.98 for only $29.98. That's a good deal. That's 40 bucks off. Kings are only $5 more. Go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listeners square. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all My Pillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the My Pillow mattress topper, and My Pillow towel sets. Or you can call 800-651-1148 and use promo code 
Daily Wire. Speaking of which, speaking of which, you should be a subscriber to the Daily Wire. <laughs> this is all just an infomercial for the Daily Wire with their new investigative team, with their new uh, um, entertainment division, with the Michael Knowles show that's on five days a week. And if you subscribe, I swear we will give it to you one day a week instead. I, that's that's a, what a terrible, terrible thing to say. I, I, I feel really guilty about that. <laughs> Also, more important than any of that, though, is our new improved Leftist Tears tumbler. You've been watching me drink the Leftist Tears out of it all through the show. Uh, I love them. It serves them hot or cold. It's made of solid gold. It's diamond encrusted, this obsidian, uh, you know, coating that we put on it to protect the precious gems within. Uh, You can see the platinum uh, rim. <laughs> All right, so so online. What what so what? It's still great, and you can wash it in the dishwasher. All you got to do is subscribe and get all the great stuff that is coming down the pike. And it really helps us out. You know, if you go to dailywire.com slash subscribe, uh, it really helps us out to have your support so we don't have to depend on the support of people who hate us. As some as one r- journalist once said to me, I've always depended on the kindness of people who hate me. We don't want to be doing that. We want to depend on you guys to keep us on the air when we've got the story that other people will not tell. Go to dailywire.com slash subscribe and do that second part, the subscribe. That's what that means do that. So, you know, when I say this is all one story, it is all one story of these people who are sort of have the share each other's interests and use the useful idiots. The useful idiots are the regular Democrats who just want to be nice, who don't want to be racist, who want to make sure that, you know, black people feel welcome in America. We all want to make sure that we're not uh, living in a racist country. We've had problems in the past. You know, those are the useful idiots who these people are using to collect power. And it's one of the reasons I don't want us to become like the Democrats. I think we have to follow the truth toward liberty. That's our that's our program. Our program, put not your faith in princes nor any human being who cannot save you. Put your faith in the truth in service of liberty. That is what, what we do here. That's why so many people hate us. But, but no, it is. It's important. And so we, I just want to play this cut of this. The New York Times, this is the New York Times, Washington, D.C. Bureau Chief, Elizabeth Bumiller, who is just talking about what a terrible, terrible threat Donald Trump was to the freedom of the press. I want you to listen closely to what the New York Times, a former newspaper, this is their Washington bureau chief, why Donald Trump was such a threat to free speech and the freedom of the press. Donald Trump has had a very, very corrosive effect on the freedom of the press. I used to say in the beginning, in 2017, that... um, This was just rhetoric. But the fact is that he's called us the enemy of the people. And the term fake news has been repeated by 50 presidents, prime ministers and other um, other national leaders around the world. Uh, And it's become uh, it's become a calling card for authoritarians. And so I do think uh, there's been a very corrosive effect. But I would like to say that I think that at least in this country, our system has the court that the system is held in terms of democracy. The press has done its job. The press has not done its job. And I just want to remind you that fake news, the term fake news was a George Soros organization creation meant to give credence to the fact that Facebook and Twitter and Google were going to hire 
left-wingers to censor the news. That's why they invented the term fake news. And Trump, as he so often did and so artistically did, he turned that back on them. And it worked because they were actually the fake news. But the whole point of this, the whole point of the fake news policy, which came out of a George Soros organization, was to um, give credence to big tech censoring the right. And that's what they're doing. That is what they're doing. And that's how they won the election. Look, there's there's good evidence that people would have changed their mind or stayed home if they had known about this Hunter Biden story before. It was covered up to let Biden win. It was covered up to let Biden win so Trump would lose So because Trump was calling the fake news fake news. And that's what I mean when I say it's all one story. It's this kind of tangled web of interests where people, once you become, look, <laughs> once you become corrupt, you're corrupt. I mean, this is the thing. Nobody is, you know, being a little bit corrupt is like being a little bit pregnant because once you're corrupt, you got to hide your corruption. Once you're corrupt, you have to lie to yourself about your corruption. Once you can't say that you're wrong, I made a mistake. Oh, I should have said this instead of that. Pardon me. Once you can't say that anymore, you have to just keep going down the road of corruption. So you're talking about the New York Times, right? This woman is defending the New York Times, which used to be a newspaper, but is now no longer. And here's how they're covering the election in Georgia, where the future is actually at stake. Republicans make clear their Georgia. Senate strategy, attack Warnock, right? This is Raphael Warnock, who is a far, far left guy. And here's their report. As Georgians prepare to vote in two runoff next, runoffs next month that will decide control of the Senate, there's little mystery as to which of the two Democratic candidates GOP officials want to elevate as a target as they try to rouse their base. The Reverend Raphael Warnock, who was running against Georgia's other Republican senator, Kelly Loeffler. Ms. Loeffler made plain the Republican strategy when she called Mr. Warnock a radical liberal 13 times in their debate on Sunday evening. Her plan of attack followed a similar portrayal by President Trump during his rally on Saturday in Valdosta, Georgia, where Republicans played a video that likened Mr. Warnock to the Reverend Jeremiah Wright, Barack Obama's uh, uh, pastor who famously damned America. Making Mr. Warnock the pastor of Atlanta's storied Ebenezer Baptist Church the face of the opposition, rather than Mr. Ossoff, a young white documentary filmmaker, represents a two-pronged strategy, spotlighting a black candidate and linking him to the state's most prominent African-American Democrat, Stacey Abrams, amounts to a strategy to motivate turnout among white conservatives. It's all about the color of the man's skin. It's not about the fact that he's actually a radical. Here he is talking about Fidel Castro in his storied church. Cut 17. We pray for the people of Cuba in this moment. We remember Fidel Castro, whose legacy is complex. Don't let anybody tell you a simple story. Life usually isn't very simple. His legacy is complex. Kind of like America's legacy is complex. Yeah, that's it. It's complex. (laughs) You know, today I was sort of trolling people on Twitter today about modern art because I think it's trash. And uh, and I was somebody was saying, oh, Clavin is saying this about modern art, and he says it's trash. And I put out a picture of Michelangelo uh, versus Jackson Pollock, just like Stephen Crowder says, changed my mind. So I was just, I'm just doing it to annoy them. Uh, but, but the fact is, oh, and so somebody immediately said, 
Well, Hitler felt the same way, so you just self-owned. And I thought to myself, you know, it's true. Uh, Hitler and I both love dogs and hate modern art. But we parted ways on the whole racial hatred and slaughtering millions thing. That's where we we had to agree to disagree on that. But his legacy is complex, you know, because he liked dogs and he hated modern art. That was good. But he was a stone psychopathic racist and slaughtered millions and millions of people. Nah, it's kind of complex. It's kind of complex. So, yes, Castro had a complex legacy as a mass murderer uh, and an oppressor and the bringer of slavery to the island of Cuba. So it was very complex. Uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And it's all about the racism. You know, th- this brings me to something I really have to play. This, this, this is now she's only a Michigan state congresswoman. This is Cynthia Johnson. But this woman is clearly ill. Uh, she's clearly not a well person. Here's something she posted on Facebook a while back. Uh, this is cut eight. All you soldiers, soldiers of Christ. Soldiers against racism. Soldiers against misogyny. Soldiers against domestic violence and domestic terrorism. Soldiers, rise. It's time for you to rise. Soldiers. All right, so this is not a well woman. And during one of the fraud hearings on the election, uh, she went after a witness. I was going to play this on the air at the time, but I didn't have time. She went after a witness who had been testifying that she had seen. She was, you know, just an ordinary American citizen who said she had seen uh, bad things, irregularities taking place in the uh, in the polling places, in the counting places. And this is what the same woman did to her during that hearing. This cut seven. I had my maiden name. That's my dad's house name. It's a long name. Can you spell it, please? K-I, K-I-Kite, I-Z-H-A, K-E-K-E-R-A. Representative, uh, what is your question, please? I'm asking the question. Well, please ask. She gave a lot of information. I just want to know who she is. uh, Representative, please, it's it's reasonable to ask the name of the person. Yes. I'm with you there. But now that you know it. What's your first, what was your first name? What? Jesse. Jesse. J E S S Y, not E. J E S S Y. Y. Thank you very much. Okay, now please move on to your question, Representative. That's it. <laughs> she asked her name. She asked her maiden name. She asked her first name. Spell your name. Uh, that's intimidation. That's what that is. And if you don't think so, here is what she now says to Trump people, people protesting the election, protesting the irregularities in the election. Here is what she is saying now. This is cut six. So this is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. We ain't playing with you. Enough of the shenanigans. Enough is enough. And for those of you who are soldiers, you know how to do it. Do it right. Be in order. Make them pay. So she's been removed from her committee appointments by the Republican majority. But, you know, how different is she from The New York Times and from YouTube and from NBC and CBS, who sent mobs out into the street over George Floyd and made it sound, encouraged the lie of police racism in order to gin up violence in the streets, which has suddenly stopped 
uh, be- after the election and who lied to us about the violence and told us it wasn't violence. And now want to censor people who raise legitimate questions about this, w- the way this election was run, want to censor everybody. You know, they want to censor anybody who speaks out against the Democrats and against their connections in China, against their corruption, against the things that they do to people. What is the difference? What is the difference between this woman threatening people, calling on people who may may not be very well themselves to rise up against uh, Trump supporters? What's the difference between them and calling out people into the streets to loot and to burn and to uh, terrorize under a a completely false story of police racism? Uh, You know, I I don't understand the difference. When I say it's all one story, what I mean is all people who think alike start to do the same things. And all people who think that Fidel Castro and the communists have a complex legacy instead of a legacy of slavery, they're all going to be in the same camp. And it's not going to be a problem for them to censor their movies for China. It's not going to be a problem for them to censor Americans to make sure that they get elected. These are the things we're going to be dealing with. They're big things. They're real things. It's going to take time. We've got to live in the meantime uh, and live in truth. We've got to live in the truth, not in what gets us ginned up and not in what gets us excited uh, going forward, because this is a fight over information and over telling the truth so that the, because the truth is what keeps us free. It doesn't matter because the Clavenless weekend is here, so you're doomed. I know we were talking. We were, had hope for a minute. We thought maybe we could do this, and then now it's all over. There'll be darkness. There'll be gnashing of teeth, wailing. All oh, oh my God! I don't even want to think about it. But if you survive, we will be back again on Monday with the Andrew Claven Show. I am Andrew Claven. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, give us a five-star review and also tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Matt Wall Show, and The Michael Knowles Show. Thanks for listening. The Andrew Clavin Show is produced by Robert Sterling. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our technical director is Austin Stevens. Supervising producer, Mathis Glover. Production manager, Pavel Vidovsky. Edited by Danny D'Amico. Audio mixed by Mike Cormina. Animations are by Cynthia Angulo. And our production assistants are McKenna Waters and Jacob Falash. The Andrew Clavin Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2020. If you prefer facts over feelings, aren't offended by the brutal truth, and you can still laugh at the insanity filling our national news cycle, well, tune in to The Ben Shapiro Show. We'll get a whole lot of that and much more. See you there. Mm-hmm.